0: Welcome back to the Dig City Podcast. I'm Corey Palm with Head Coach Dave Shondell. Dave, another uh, very successful week for the Boilermakers. Two matches, two wins uh, over against uh, two very good programs, Minnesota and Michigan State, both in four sets. Uh, Four matches to go. How do you like where you're at right now
1: uh, at this point in the season? Well, with the schedule that we have played, Corey, I feel pretty good. Uh, I think if somebody would have said 17-8, and uh, at this point in the season I would have been willing to, re- to write him a pretty good check uh, <laughs> for that because we knew how young we were and we know what our schedule looked like. Our non-conference schedule was the toughest that we've ever played. We managed to go six and three with that schedule despite being one and two after the first weekend starting three freshmen, two sophomores and a and a junior on the floor. And um, so at this point with some Substantial wins along the way, both in non-conference and conference play. Um, I think we're in a good good point. We're, you know, we got to get a little healthier. Some of our um, right side players are, have been out. We, Grace Heaney has been out with an ankle injury, and Emily Rastovsky has been struggling with a, a shoulder issue. Um, but we think that we're they're all the mend. They're getting better. Uh, but aside from that, everybody's in, in in great shape. You know, we started this season with. Uh, Eva Hudson uh, coming in a little slow because she had taken I think it was seven weeks off right before the start of practice and, and I thought that one and two record that first weekend um, was a little bit because she was not close to, to full Eva and about two weeks later it was full throttle and uh, she just keeps getting better every time we step on the floor and, and that's that's encouraging because we, we didn't want to go backwards with that so it was a great move by our uh, you know, training staff to suggest that we, we shut her down and take the chances that she'll get better quickly. And that worked out really well. So I, I, I feel good. You know, we as you mentioned, we got four matches left. We have Wisconsin on Friday, Maryland on Saturday, both at home here in Holloway Gym. And then we finish up on the road in Michigan with Michigan on Friday and Michigan State, who we just played on Saturday. So there's nothing easy about it. Michigan, who's, uh was – down toward the the bottom, and they still are toward the bottom of the league, but I think they've won four of the last five matches. So um, they, they have a, a, a brand-new coach, Aaron Virtue, who also is the assistant coach for the USA team. And early in the season, she was actually with the USA team as they were trying to qualify for the Olympics, which they did. Mm-hmm. And since she has gotten back, there's been a little bit of uh, more normalcy in that program, and they've got some players that are starting to really – Figure it out and get comfortable, and so there's nothing easy about what we have down the stretch. That's for sure. Uh, let's talk specifically about uh, last week's
0: wins at Minnesota. Love to actually, uh, pretty pretty cool note. That win gave you the season sweep over the Gophers, which is the first time that's happened in, in about three decades here at Purdue. The first time in your coaching tenure, uh, you you keep checking. Little things like season sweep over Penn State, season sweep over Minnesota off of the list, and how much that match, how, how well did your team perform after, you know, they responded after
1: dropping the first set? Yeah, I think that people have to recognize that's, that's a tribute to Penn State and, and Minnesota. For sure. Because we've had some pretty good teams. <laughs> yeah. But they've been that much better. Now, keep in mind, we don't play at Penn State every year or at Minnesota every year. You know, you only play every team twice about every other year. Mm-hmm. So it's not like we are blowing every opportunity to do that. I just want to make that clear and I yeah. also need to understand that that in the future we may not be playing anybody but Indiana That's twice true. a year, maybe Indiana and two other teams, the way that I think the schedule is going to work out. So those two two plays are going to be a thing of the past for, for most of these schools. but. Um, I thought Minnesota came out and played very, very well. Their first set. They've been a team that has been error prone. They they, they give away points. They're talented as all get out, but they just give away a lot of points with their passing game, and with some hitting errors and um, you know things like that. And um, and I thought they were really sharp the first set. I don't think that we were awful. Um, you know, we weren't great, but we were not awful. And they they just beat us pretty soundly in the first set. Unfortunately, we. Um, We corrected a few things and and started to steady things out. I feel like this team, the longer we're in a match, the better we become. I think that's been proven throughout the season that they they respond to what's going on in that match and they adjust very, very well uh, to things and um, they get better. And In both matches this past weekend, we lost the first set, but we found a way to get organized and compete and make some plays down the stretch. Uh, You look at that Michigan State game, I know we're talking about Minnesota, but. Michigan State, that game came down to the end of the second set. It was amazing, yeah. We lose the first one after being ahead 20-14 to 14 and uh, just got in a rotation where they had what I call a long ball server. And she was way back as far as she could go into that student section of ours, the block party, and just serving a high, deep ball. And it, it, she didn't know where it was going. It just goes wherever it goes. And the longer a ball is in the air, sometimes the longer a passer can think about how this is going to work out for her. Um, but... And it wasn't all just because the, the passing passing problem was was adequate. We just couldn't find a way to side out and, and move on to the next rotation. And they went on a pretty good run there, but that server didn't hurt us much the rest of the night. It was just during that one particular run. Mm-hmm. And they came back and won the first set. And then we're down twenty fourteen in the second set against Michigan State. And I'm thinking this this doesn't look good. No, uh, at that point. And then we started chipping away. And I thought, well, let's just get some momentum to to go into the the third set, and before you know it, you know, we're going back and forth exchanging set points, and uh, I kind of felt like we had the edge once we got into that. I felt mm-hmm. pretty good about it, but we couldn't, we just couldn't nail the thing down until finally uh, Allie Horning served us a beautiful ball back into the deep corner opposite from one five zone to the other five zone for an ace, and, and we're just really lucky that we're tied one game apiece uh, going into the locker room for the, the little break that we have. Yeah, that, that, that
0: match three of the four sets decided by two points mm-hmm. the second set went extra at yeah. 30 and 28 it's just a razor thin margin yeah
1: if you, if you so look at, at Michigan State they've played everybody in our league really close mm-hmm. they, they've taken a game from Nebraska the number one ranked team in the country um, they, they really compete and you know again another fairly young team in our league now, there are some young teams we're one of them Michigan State's one of them Nebraska's one of them um, but they're going to be a they're going to be a factor. All right? They showed their toughness that they have, and they're going to be a factor. And as I mentioned, we got to play them again. But I'll get back to Minnesota because I kind of strayed off of your <laughs> original question. We talked about but
0: the whole weekend. So. Kenna
1: Kenna yeah. Woolard was really really good at yeah. Minnesota. Raven Colvin had a phenomenal weekend, which is why she was the Big Ten Player of the Week. Um, I felt like our, our our passing was solid. I thought at, at Minnesota that Taylor Anderson just played a great match at Minnesota uh, blocked balls delivered the ball well to all the setters made defensive plays Allie Horning has been uh, the best she's ever been mm-hmm. um, since she's been at Purdue and and that's a, that's a great sight because that just really solidifies who we are uh, both defensively and from a passing standpoint plus she's serving with a lot of toughness and courage uh, right now um, and so th- there's been some good things that have happened you know you you, you think that well, you just wait for the, the tournament to go. No, you're, we've got to get better every time that we step on the floor, whether it be in practice or in a match. Find ways to get better, and a lot of it is just playing harder, playing tougher, competing at a high level, believing in what you're doing, developing a better relationship between the setter and the hitter and vice versa. And so I, I feel like they're doing those things, and we just have to keep keep it up.
0: Well, and like you,
1: you've you preached it all season long, we're sort of seeing
0: it come to, come to pass the last couple of weeks that, the depth is important. The work and practice is so important to develop that and to stay ready to to make sure that when the moment comes, you'll rise to it. You saw it with of Wooler against Minnesota. We saw it with with uh, Lauren Poulter against mm-hmm. uh, Michigan State. Haven't seen the floor a lot, maybe, but when we
1: needed them, yeah. they both rose. Yeah, and I, and I give Lauren Poulter a, a ton of credit. You know, she's somebody that. Uh, was an all-conference player at the University of Denver. And when our expected setter, Meg Renner, uh, tore her uh, ACL during a spring match, we had to get on the portal. It wasn't we didn't have confidence that Taylor Anderson was going to be very, very good. Mm-hmm. It's just a freshman coming into this situation with a lot of young players already. How is that going to work? And so, you know, we at that time, we felt like who we were going to get off that portal might be the person running the show for us i mean that and that's the message that we, we sent to lauren poulter was you know there's a good chance you're going to be be setting for us depending on you know, how far along uh, how quickly that t- you know taylor comes along but yet lauren was coming off of a, an acl tear mm-hmm. um and so she had to get healthy first and then get released and so she got a slow start and she's still not 100 percent healthy right now she's, she's getting much much closer but for her to come in and, and just, number one, just her attitude, just the way she's, she's been helpful to Taylor Anderson all season, giving her a lot of advice. They've, they've become really, really good friends. Uh, She'd she love to be playing all the time, but she, she understands what we're, our situation is and that Taylor has made great progress. And if mm-hmm. somebody has to be on the floor playing a lot, it needs to be her because she has to develop. And Lauren's already had you know those, those times and I have great confidence that if I have to call on her, which I have several times to come into a match, I know she'll be ready, but she had never been better. More ready than she was against Michigan State, Mm -hmm. when she literally changed the match when she came into the game Uh, with her play, with uh, uh, the style in which she runs the offense, the look on her face, that toughness, that assurance that she gives the rest of the players on her team. So I I was I was really really happy that she got that opportunity, and she and she knows that I have confidence in her, Mm -hmm. and that if if when the time's right, I will not hesitate to bring her in. I don't want to do anything to hurt the confidence of Taylor Anderson. I don't want to have a quick trigger. But at the same point, you know, when things were going the way they were going, we lose the first set and we're down, you know, four or five points in the second set. There's only so many things a coach can do to try to change the direction and change the mentality of a team. And one of those is you bring in a new play caller, mm-hmm. just like in, quarterback, in football. And uh, and then in this case, it worked out really well. There was, there's been cases where it hasn't worked out nearly as well. I, I want to talk
0: about big picture culture uh, of the program because... What you just said about Lauren is very close to what you said a year ago about Grace Seifer mm-hmm. and her role in the program coming in for a year, You know, not being the number one, but being okay with the role and understanding I need to be here for the team no matter what that means. Yeah. Uh, what does that say about the culture of the program you've built that you get high-level so, players that are like that?
1: I don't know for sure. I know it says a lot about the parents of the players that, that come in and the, the environment that they come from. And I also think that those guys are really happy to be here. But they also compete. You know, both Grace and Lauren were terrific competitors, really good people uh, that had the skill necessary to be able to play at this level. And, and they're they're getting, and they, you know, both have gotten that opportunity. So, but, I, I mean, our, our culture is good. It's something our players and our coaching staff and our support staff have to work at every single day. Um, there's very few nights that I don't send something out in a group me to our team, okay, just to try to remind them of where we are or why am I being the way that I am being at the, at the current time. And, and, it, and it's all about because we have the opportunity to be great, and, um, but it's going to take everybody on the same train to get there. And um, so, yeah, culture is, is really, really important. And it's it's harder now than it has ever been uh, to to have that kind of a culture. I, I just it, it's just so easy for people to to decide that someplace else might be better, and that's not an issue we have had here at Purdue. Um, but you know it's 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 just kind of a way that um, college athletics is, is going, and so you better learn how to deal with that and, and pro- still provide everything you can for your players. Um, but yeah, the world of, of college athletics is. is changed a lot that's for
0: sure um you get a chance to be great again this week and we're going to preview those two matches and uh talk about a a really big awards day this week when we come back from the break dig city podcast is presented by franciscan health sports medicine inspiring health franciscan is the official medical services provider of purdue athletics now back to the show all right, Dave, you've already mentioned Wisconsin coming in on Friday, Maryland on Saturday, uh, two really important matches for two very different reasons. Wisconsin, you know, maybe reeling a little bit after, after just their second loss of the season. Uh, they drop all the way down to third in the national poll this week. And Maryland, meanwhile, is, is a tough, scrappy team that uh, will make anyone pay if they're not taken seriously.
1: Yeah, you know, Maryland came in here a year ago and beat us. Yep, uh, And we, you know, we had a good team. Um, but they came in and, and swept us in our gym. So that's something that we'll certainly uh, be aware of before we play them on Saturday. Um, you know, I don't know how you would describe Wisconsin right now except they have more talent than anybody in the country. Um, they're bigger, they're stronger, they're more experienced. Um, they compete at a very high level. They're tough kids. Uh, so, you know, we, we know that they're going to be really, really good. But we also know... That these are the opportunities that you come to play for. This is why you're in the Big Ten. This is why you're you know you're an elite athlete mm-hmm. because you 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 look for these moments in time to do something that you know you'll never forget, and um, it, it will be a tall tall order against this team. You know we played them once at their place, and um, you know they outscored us by a significant number when you look at all three all four sets, but. In the third set, we played extremely well and took them out of what they wanted to do. Uh, I think there's some things that we learned from that match, and I'm sure they learned a few things as well. Um, but the hard thing we have with them right now is just trying to figure out who's gonna play for them because Anna Smrek who is one of the most dominant figures in volleyball right now, is six foot nine, and she did not play at Penn State. And uh, I'm not saying that, that they win if she does play, but. A lot of people might think that, because she's that, that kind of a player, and they had to make a lot of adjustments, not just find someone to play for Anna Smirk, mm-hmm. but they took a left-side player and put her on the right side where Anna Smrek is, and then they took a libero and put him on the left side where that player was, and they had to bring in under libero. Yeah. So it was kind of a, a lot of dominoes that were involved in that particular move. And then the, the, the youngster that played on the left side, uh, Orzel, um, great great player who had been starting on the left side most of her career, was the Libero this year? Well, she goes and plays in that left side spot and has like 11 kills and 20 swings and, and looked look marvelous yeah. in that match. So I don't know what they do. Uh, I'm, I'm guessing Smrek is back. I mean, if I was a betting man, which the NCA frowns on, for a little <laughs> while, um, I would probably guess that Smrek is going to be right smack in the same spot she has been all season when, the, when they arrive here. And uh, the question is who's going to be in the left side spot, and who's going to be in the Libero spot based on how well that Orz will play. In that match. So we're going to kind of be ready for both of them. We just know what they like to do. They run a 6 2 offense, so there's always going to be three hitters in the front row. They got a big bomber coming out of the back row, three rotations. That's Franklin, the best player in the, in the conference yeah. right now, maybe yep. the best player in the country. As far as being a complete player and doing everything, she's had a fantastic season. Just really impressed with, with who she is. And we did not do a very good job on her last time, partially because she's very good, partially because we, we just need to be better. Um. Absolutely. Uh, How much does uh, belief
0: plays such an important part in sports, especially with a young team? Um, This team's ability to win close sets, to win five set matches, to look at recent months and say we we took a set off of this Wisconsin team two weeks ago on their floor. We took Nebraska to the brink, mm-hmm. you know, a couple months ago in our only match with them. Uh, how much does your team believe? I know, I know you hope that they, they come here for matches like this, but how much do they
1: believe at this moment that it's theirs for the taking? Well, that's a great question. I think that's a process that you have to build all, all week long. You have to give them a reason to believe why they're gonna win, you have to have a plan. And I'm not talking about just the coaching staff presenting that, but the entire team. There has to be a plan on how we're gonna win. Mm -hmm. And if you can't pose that plan and and make it really clear that if we do this, 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 okay, we can win the match. Um, And so, part of that's defensively, part of it's offensively, part of it's serving, part of it's just the mental frame of mind that you're in. And again, I think it takes time all week long. Unfortunately, we've got all week this week That's true. to get, get ready for them. It's the first time, I think, uh, since non-conference play that we've played our first match the week on a Friday. And then we turn around again and play on a Saturday. So that will be the tough part of it. But having all week to get ready and and really you know watch some tape and, and figure some things out and get some training time that we haven't really had um, in, a, in a week like this for a while, I think will be helpful. And uh, at the same time, at this point in the season, you want to keep your players fresh. You can't keep grinding. You, you got to use your time very wisely, and so we're spending more time on tape, watching film, than we are in the past, and less time in the gym than what we would, than what we would have done three, four weeks ago. Okay, that's that's an
0: interesting shift. I like I like hearing that. That's mm-hmm. that's pretty cool. Uh, Seven o'clock. Friday night on the Big Ten Network. Uh, tickets have been long gone for this match for a while, so if you don't have one, uh, tune in there. Saturday night will be 7 o'clock as well on Big Ten Plus. Um, you might hear a familiar voice on that call. Uh, That'd be yours? We're stretched a little thin this well, that's week. That's good. People group, love, so. having, love having you back, <laughs> the, the,
1: the sweet tones of uh, Corey Paul. Oh,
0: boy. Um, big week on the, on the awards front. This week, uh, the, the Big Ten issued five awards this week, and the Boilermakers took three of them. You mentioned Raven got Player of the Week. Uh, Lourdes was Defensive Player of the Week, and uh, Chloe Shikorin won another Freshman of the Week. Uh, uh, it's cool to see your team get those accolades. You know how well they're playing, but yeah. uh, for, for others to recognize that is good. Well, I'm,
1: you know, I'm happy for them because uh, they've all worked really, really hard. Um, And so you like to see them get some kind of positivity uh, from that. I don't make a big deal out of what the the Big Ten conference awards are. I I don't even know who who makes those decisions, to be honest with you. Um, I know that probably Wisconsin's in Penn State and some other people are wondering why they didn't have more people on there, or Nebraska. Um, But I think they look a lot at just numbers. I think what, what they the Big Ten, when they make those decisions, it's just about numbers. And did you win both matches? Very seldom seldom does somebody get a split. And hardly ever does anybody go 0-2 on a weekend Mm -hmm. and get any awards. And that's one thing I always try to share with our players is when you look at all the awards that you can get, whether it be Big Ten Conference or All-American or whatever it might be, All-District, ABC, those kinds of things, there's a direct correlation between how much you win. I mean, if you're in the Final Four, you're getting people on the All-American Yep. Okay. And so that that's just how that works. And so, uh, but I'm I'm happy for them. I think Raven has been been playing so hard and, and working so hard to get better and get her offensive game in line. And she's done that. She's developed a lot more confidence in her offense. Um, Chloe, of course, is is quite a unique player, um, and, and gives us another you know pin hitter like Eva that can really occupy somebody's attention and make them think about how they're going to defend you. And I was so proud of the way Corey bound, I mean, that Chloe bounced back um, after getting off to a slow start against Michigan State. They had done a great job of preparing for her mm-hmm. and were taking away a lot of the shots that she likes to hit. So she had to go back to her toolkit and figure out, okay, this is what I need to do. I've, I've got more shots than the soft roll shot over the top. And, uh, but uh, you know, big teams um, can, can kind of put you in a, a difficult situation until you start playing with courage. And I always tell our players, you know, you if you're five ten, you can play five eight, or you can play six two. Mm-hmm. It's all mentality. Or if you're six one, you can play six four, or you can play five eleven. That's how. That's how. The, that's all about the approach that you're going to come into the match with, and how you're going to jump and swing and, and attack a ball. Um, and I thought that, you know, late in the match, she decided she wasn't just five ten. She was more like six one. And um, and she plays like that anyway. But, uh, Lourdes Myers. Is a story. I think that you know she has given us one of the big reasons we're there is not because other people haven't been fantastic. It's that she's taken a big step yeah. and solidified a spot that really wasn't very solid mm-hmm. to, to begin the season. And uh, her blocking's been good, but offensively she's been really good. She's hitting I think about 350 on the season, which is awfully good for any position. And she's getting better. I mean, last night I thought she was better offensively than I've seen her all year. Wow. So um, those things were all good, but you know you got other players that could have gotten awards just as easily. and, and uh, But I, I don't get caught up in that, I hope they don't either. Yeah, for sure. Uh, I love what you say
0: there about, uh, you said Monday at your press conference that um, Chloe, instead of taking maybe a whole match to realize what's going on, it took about a set, set and a half to realize what's going on and adjust. Yeah. In sports, bad things happen. You, uh, uh, good yeah. defense happens. Missed shots happen. Yeah. Whatever, it's, it's how you respond and how yeah. you adjust that, that matters. Well, I,
1: I credit Michigan State for putting a good plan together, not just for her but for our entire team. You know, they played on Wednesday, so they had Thursday, Friday, Saturday to get ready for that match. And so it, it does give you time mm-hmm. to watch a lot of tape and, and make some decisions. And their staff is very good, okay? When when the opportunity to vote for, you know, Big Ten Coach of the Year, I think you get three choices, Okay, Leah Johnson is going to be one of them yeah. on my list because a lot of people had them down in the bottom eleven, twelve, you know, in the league, yeah. thirteen. I don't know where, and and look where she is. You know, she's fighting for you know fifth, fifth or sixth place in the Big Ten, and uh, did a great job of bringing in some players, whether it be off the portal or making international trips. So somebody was going over there to watch yeah. some kids play <laughs> because they've got a they've got a three three international players that are freshmen on the roster. So. Uh, good team, and, and we'll see them again in a, in a tougher place to play up at uh, Jenison. That's right. No, uh, Breslin.
0: Yeah, they're over in Breslin. Breslin they, yeah. they made that move mm-hmm. last year. Um, that is uh, down the road. We'll talk about that next week for, for this week. Just a reminder 7 o'clock Friday on Big Ten Network, 7 o'clock Saturday on uh, Big Ten Last Plus. two home
1: matches of the season, Corey, and our fans have been been fantastic. Mm-hmm. And it's been, you know, I realize it's hard to get a ticket, but. Man, when they come, they're they're making so much noise. Our students, we need them big time uh, this week. Obviously, with Wisconsin, you know, they, you know, people know when they come here what our fans are going to be like, and so they're already thinking about our fans yeah. right now. Wisconsin's already thinking about him, and you know, we've got to make sure we meet that challenge and that we're up up, up for the challenge. And I, I I just think that this this is a place, this is a night that that we can make some things happen, but we have to have everybody. On board, whether it's the players, the fans, the coaches, a uh, guy doing the TV, we all got to be on board. Good luck, Dave. Thank you.